Hi everyone. Um, welcome to the Network Capital Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Mehak. With me are Christina and Disha. Uh, we're from the International Innovation Corps, which is a social impact fellowship for young professionals based out of the University of Chicago. Uh, Christina, Disha, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and talk about the program a little more? Hi, I'm Disha. I work as an engagement manager for the Education and Gender Projects with the IIC. And I'm Christina. I work as a project associate with the Ministry of Health and Family Welfare, which we also refer to as MOHFW, uh, working directly on the digital health strategy there. Um, would you like to, uh, Disha, would you like to talk more about what the ISE is, what does it entail, what is the journey like for a fellow? Sure. So, uh, as you mentioned, Mehek, uh, IIC is a social impact fellowship program, but what's uh, very unique about the year mm -hmm. that uh, a person spends at the IIC is that you essentially get to work directly with a government uh, partner on the ground, and you interact with um, you know everybody in the system, right from principal secretary and state project director to you know last mile implementers mm -hmm. and people who are on the ground. And what's even uh, important is what where this comes into place, IIC has a twofold mission, which is to create scalable and sustainable uh, reform uh, with government, uh, but also uh, to create the next generation of young leaders in the space, uh, which is by giving them exposure to complex systems uh, like the government, but also to provide uh, you know, support throughout the year, which comes from um, the management team, which is people like me who will work with different uh, project teams on making sure that the, you know, the the, the ideas and the, um, the, the solutions that we're implementing are well thought out, are well structured and make sense for uh, uh, the government. Uh, we are broadly sector agnostic, but there are certain specific areas that IIC does have projects in, which is education, health, gender. We also have upcoming projects in data and good governance. So uh, there are a lot of domains that a person can get access to uh, once they're on the fellowship program. Um, so Christina, Disha spoke about the twofold mission. Since you work at the ministry, what is your perspective on how does a fellow add value to the existing system? What is what is the what is it that a fellow contributes, and how is that journey in regard to both one creating scalable solutions to your own personal uh, professional growth at the end of the fellowship? Right, um, I think it's very interesting how our project has panned out, mm -hmm. and this is a perspective that I'm building while um, I work with the Ministry of Health um, as I go ahead. Uh, one is what does the what role does a fellow play in this ecosystem that that we are put into? I'd like to highlight the diversity of the teams that comes in. One understanding that came very early on in the application process, and then when I joined the team, is that the teams there's not going to be a one solution fits all kind of mold. Uh, the role that IIC plays in any given ecosystem is going to depend on the context the conditions and the kind of stakeholders that we work with. So my uh, project with the Ministry of Health requires us to work at a rather macro level, uh, working with a specific joint secretary and helping him, advising him on the digital health strategy, 
and the implementation of it with smaller stakeholders. Uh, but many other projects, including the, the NIUA project that is a current project with the IIC, um, involves working with an organization like the NHA and advising on public-private collaboration uh, and ecosystem conditions that enable this uh, through a very implementation uh, platform that's going to leverage some, some success factors for collaboration to happen. And fellows on that project are um, overseeing direct implementation of how this can happen. Yeah, and I think what's interesting uh, and what's also slightly different uh, in my experience, Christina, and that's broadly because my teams uh, and I, we worked in Rajasthan with the State Department. Yeah. The project was much more implementation-focused. So, I mean, yes, there is a broad strategy. You know, you co-created with your government stakeholders, mm -hmm. but there was also a very strong implementation lens. So, essentially... Uh, and, and that's true across most IIC projects, right, that there is going to be uh, slight differences, but at the end of the day, we're trying to create reforms that stick. Yeah. You know, we're trying to build capacity of different stakeholders within the system, um, and we're trying to do it in a way where uh, the fellowship year essentially turns out to be a great learning year yeah. for us and our teams. And... Uh, I know personally, for me, the learning has been great. I moved from a project associate position to a project lead, and then eventually now I'm an engagement manager. And it's very interesting uh, to see how everybody's personal journeys are very different, but essentially people leave uh, the fellowship uh, or stay on for a second year um, knowing certain things and developing certain skill sets within themselves. So stakeholder management is something that I personally feel I developed uh, a lot and very strongly because you interact with funders, you interact with government stakeholders, and you you know you interact with various implementing organizations to build synergies. Uh, like I think you mentioned uh, in one of our conversations earlier, IIC is an ecosystem enabler, and we try to bring people together uh, essentially so that organizations are not working in silos and we're collectively uh, mobilizing everyone's efforts towards one common goal. Also, another thing I feel would be very interesting for our listeners to know is that, again, Christina was mentioning this earlier, that uh, ISC has carved a niche for itself to mold itself into different challenges that exist across sectors. So, you know, there is no one-size-fits-all. How does this benefit a fellow who joins the fellowship and uh, goes to the various ministries, social enterprises to work, and how is the how is IIC's management supporting them in this journey? Ah, that's a very fun question. <laughs> so, uh, can I take a yeah, go yeah. ahead? Uh, one is uh, I tell you about how we've uh, maneuvered this in in my context. Uh, as is a team that uh, till most recently had a public health specialist, a doctor, uh, has a lawyer, has an engineer, and has me working, who has experience in working prior in uh, grassroots social impact, in education, not health. Um, so it was, um, and is still a very interesting process to look at how these different skills come together and problem solve in a very, very bureaucratic structure. Because so we've constantly had to reassess whose skill we need to leverage to 
get a certain outcome and drive it forward and what skills we need to bring which don't exist in the team currently and bring it from externally and and have it represented in our team in order to drive our credibility with our governance stakeholder and drive that certain outcome um, so I i'm sure disha you would like to highlight in the process that mm -hmm. a fellow follows in that one year yeah. period where there's a scoping period sure. there's a design phase and then there's really testing your solutions going on ground yeah. seeing if this is going to be a sustainable solution mm -hmm. because even though the fellowship is a year's worth of mm -hmm. learning for the person taking it up there's a lot more to think about in terms of what are sustainable systems that we leave in our wake for right. fellows to come for systems that adopt these solutions so on and so forth yeah i think that's a great segue for me because everything that you kind of hinted at is what the management wants to work on with the fellows we want to work and three broad areas i think that we would look at which are critical one is stakeholder management which is what you mentioned like using the right right levers for the right outcomes and being like okay th these are the right people in the system that we need to speak to but also what are some existing mechanisms in the system that we can leverage right we don't need to reinvent the wheel all the time so, uh, the second is program management which is to realize that you know what is there are too many things to be done in any system when you go there and everything needs to be fixed and uh, usually you're pulled in all directions so what is the 80% that what is the 20% that we do which leads to 80% of gains for the project and from a sustainable point of view and you might realize that capacity building is key in one project and another project you might so stakeholder management program management and team management are three critical pieces that the management would work on we would have uh, you know regular feedback mechanisms you know weekly check-ins and so on so there are structures within the IIC that um, support fellows with you know problem solve ad hoc problem solving but also larger level strategy so you mentioned the scoping phase which is something that all our projects go through which is an initial sort of month or so of doing diagnostics you know scoping out what the project would look like for the year uh, in a much more granular way than you start off with like there is a certain understanding when you go in with a depart go into a department and say okay i'm going to work on uh, say education and then you break it down and be like okay we have four members in the team we have these work streams and we're gonna work throughout the year with these timelines and aim uh, aim to get certain outcomes so it's a very sort of structured process but what is interesting uh, is the sustainability and the capacity building point of view uh, that you mentioned which I keep coming back to so IIC was in Rajasthan for four years and of those four years I was there personally for two years and what is interesting is that one of our flagship projects with the government was creating um, a, a portal called Gyan Sankalp which is a CSR portal with the Department of Education and uh, what we did was essentially not just create a portal and leave it at that we created structures within the department of approvals how will the money reach the school how transparent is is it creating committees you know creating district level accountability for it and what we essentially ended up seeing is that in two, in two years the portal raised nearly 100 crores and what is even better is that it continues to run uh, and iic has moved out of rajasthan now we're in three other states working on education 
but uh, the biggest success has been that um, that a government continues to run a certain intervention even when you move out of it. So, Christina, would you like to highlight some of the challenges that you faced during your project, during the course of the fellowship? Yes, I think a lot has been spoken about the perks of working in a public system, having access and exposure to uh, macro-level strategies, decision-making, how all of that happens. Uh, but, um, and I think I see teams um, across the board spend a lot of time uh, in stakeholder management. And that's a, a part and parcel of the process of working in such an ecosystem. Um, you end up having to um, give a lot of your time, energy, resource to building credibility with the stakeholders, which, um, which can be taxing and it can involve you doing a lot of tasks which might not seem in the direct scope of your work but in the long term helps you build trust and credibility with your stakeholder to a very large extent. Um, in the sense of uh, once you manage to reach a certain level of trust and credibility with your stakeholder, it means speedier decision making in your favor, um, more face time with that specific stakeholder, which is very often taken for granted in a, in a public setup. Um, and more than anything else, you find levers of the system rooting for you to reach a certain outcome. Uh, so in our uh, context of digital health, this means that there were more smaller assignments, tasks, sort of decisions made in the background that we wouldn't have been aware of previously. But now, having built that certain level of trust and credibility, we were privy to those decisions. We were privy to certain projects happening in the background that we wouldn't have had our eyes right. on otherwise. Um, so that's part and parcel, I feel, and you find um, your very um, team-independent way of dealing with it, but it's going to be an important consideration you make as you decide to take on the fellowship and work in a specific public ecosystem. Right, so through, throughout the course of this podcast, we've spoken about the program, the journey, management oversight, training, what can you expect as a fellow? What about post-fellowship? What happens, uh, what, what are the fellows doing after they finish the fellowship? Where do they work? Disha, would you want to highlight that? I think that's a great question because when I came in as a fellow as well, that was on my mind. And I remember mm. I spoke to fellows uh, who were on projects at that point. And as management, uh, I now know that over 75% of our fellows will continue to stay in the social sector in different roles. So that will be, you know, either they'll move to... Uh, another development consultancy or they'll move to a foundation or they will choose to go for their master's in public policy. Some of our fellows have even gone to business schools. So it's it's essentially, a, you know, it's, it's between pursuing a postgraduate opportunity or, you know, sticking with the space but, you know, moving across the board from funding or implementation or more of development consulting but essentially what I think everybody leaves the fellowship having gained this core skill set um, of navigating uh, you know different uh, avenues in the development sector and it essentially prepares you for a host of opportunities that you can take on later and I think both the uh, the UChicago network as well as the management support that you get when you're here as well as obviously the experience that you have on ground kind of builds mm -hmm. 
to whatever you choose to do next and i hope a lot of options open up so perfect on that note i would want to quickly also uh, talk about the application process and how other how the fellow selected uh, the applications are actually open right now uh, for the 2020-21 cohort, uh, IIC is accepting applications till the 4th of November 2019. You can go to our website, iic.uchicago.edu, to get all the information. Um, the application pro process is pretty straightforward. There are three documents that you need to upload. The first is your resume. The second is a cover letter where you talk about what inspires you, motivates you to join the IIC. I would recommend you go through the website, read through our projects, and, you know, try to... Uh, help us understand how will you add value uh, in an IIC team, add value to the diversity that we seek for, and what is it that you bring to the table which will then help uh, solve uh, the challenges that we're working on. And I think before we close this, what's, it, what, what's going to be a critical piece of your application is going to be the innovation proposal. The innovation proposal, yes. Yeah, and I think we've gotten a lot of questions about it as yes. well. I think that's a space that you can really use to stand out uh, because it uh, it's not just about understanding a problem statement but also to talk through what your solutions will be to that problem statement and how well not only you've read about it but how critically you're thinking about a problem and how to kind of solve it in a way that the solution really sticks. Correct. Um, so I would encourage, to think, uh, encourage you to think very deeply about uh, what you write in the innovation proposal. It's a, it's an opportunity to stand out. Right, and these are the three documents, and then once you're selected, you're called for interviews, and we essentially do two kinds of interviews. One is a behavioral interview, and the other is a case-based interview. Disha, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, and I think that j just generally across the interviews, what we're trying to check for, uh, and it's a great opportunity not just for the organization to check for, uh, you know, what kind of a fellow you'll be and what kind of a team, uh, you know, you should be a part of, but also for you to check uh, about the kind of situations that IIC teams normally go through and w what would that add to your experience when you're, if you're selected to be a part of the fellowship program. Great. So thank you for tuning in. I think that's it for today. And uh, if you have any questions, you can write to us at IIC at the rate uchicago.edu and we'll be happy to answer your questions. Thank you.